pay for your diesel now, darling? Yeah, got that right. I want one of them extra large t-shirts, too. All right. I think I want one, too. Hey, hey, Milo, <laughs> look at this in here. Lady surrendered, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hon, get this one that says, I'm drunk and you're ugly, but tomorrow I'll be sober. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. I like this in here. Riders in the sky went all the way to Cincinnati, and all I got was this lousy radio show. Riders Radio Theater is on the air. It's the Riders on the radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Joe, day, old lady, day. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and howl at the moon. Partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats. Yeah. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers. And Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. <laughs> this is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle it too. We're going to hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Oh, oh, oh. Every buck to red and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you, with riders in the sky, so come on and let's ride. And now the 2,395th performance of their high octane career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes. Thank you, Texas Vic Spender. Here's tonight's lineup. Going from left to right as you peruse your General Electric superset receiver. Actually, from right to left. I got that backwards again. Over here is Too Slim, the man of too many shticks. Howdy. I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth. Woody Paul is now and ever shall be the king of the cowboy fiddlers and our orchestra under the direction of Joey, the cow polka king. Boys, let's roll into a western favorite now. The whole family will enjoy. Ranger Doug, Ranger Doug, where's Joey? I knew something was missing. Wait a minute. Where is Joey? He's not here. Oh, no. How could Joey leave us in the lurch? Whatever that is. Hey, here's a note. Tacked to this old sausage on his music stand here. What's it say, Woody? Just so I don't leave you in the lurch, whatever that is, I tacked up a three-by-five card at the Norwood Musicians Union announcing auditions for orchestra leader on the show. They should start showing up at any time. Hope to see you when the work's all done this fall. Joey, the high-cotton cowpoke king. Well, I guess we can just wish him the best and go on with the show. Guess that'd be the cowboy way. To tighten your cinches, let's ride into the great old Oklahoma Hills. Would this be without the accordion solo? Would have to be. Many months have come and gone since I wandered from my home, those Oklahoma hills where I was born. Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned, yet I feel like in those hills I still belong. 
yonder in the Indian nation I rode my pony on the reservation In the Oklahoma hills where I was born Way down yonder in the Indian nation A cowboy's life is my occupation In the Oklahoma hills where I was born Now as I turn life a page to the land of the great Osage, great Osage. In the Oklahoma hills where I was born Where the black oil rolls and flows and the snow white cotton grows In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Way down yonder in the Indian nation I rode my pony on a reservation In the Oklahoma hills where I was born Way down yonder in the Indian nation, the cowboy's life is my occupation. In the Oklahoma hills where I was born, in the Oklahoma hills where I was born. Riders Radio Theater will bounce back like a Romanian gymnast after this word. Coming this summer to a theater near you, the blockbuster movie of all time. There are campfire legends that the plainsmen spin Of a man who was nothing like Paladin Couldn't ride, couldn't shoot, but he won his fame Cause everything he said said backwards Backwards, backwards was the same Palindrome, palindrome, what's in a name? Palindrome, palindrome, backwards the same Yes, palindrome, the hit TV series on CBC is now a movie Palindrome no one knew where he came from and nobody cared. No gun, no whip, no fancy knife. Just a knack for speaking only in phrases which said backwards are identical. Listen to these pulse-pounding scenes. Howdy, stranger. The face is familiar, but I don't recall the name. Madam, I'm Adam. I'm Elba. Thirsty, Adam? The weather's turned awful warm. Too hot to hoot. Here you go. You sound kind of stuffed up. Are your silences bothering you? Tons of snot. <laughs> well, I, I hope you're not allergic to all these old cats. Senile felines. All right, all right. Where's the punk that come to clean up this town? Oh, no, it's Big Gib. He runs this town. He's a murderer and a thief. Oh. Big Gib? That's my name, Palindrome. That's the last words you'll ever say. Draw, old coward. Why, you? Yo! <laughs> Oi! Oh, Palindrome, you cleaned up the town. How did you draw so fast? Snug guns. I know you had plans to move on, but isn't there anything I could do to persuade you to stay? Able was I, ere I saw Elba. 
Yes, Palindrome the movie, with Bob Otto Bob as Palindrome and introducing Lil DeLil as Sis. He gets them coming and going. Palindrome coming to a theater near you. And now back to Riders Radio Theater. And here's Ranger Doug with a special feature. Studebaker, is it too late for a bailout? <laughs> Thank you, Texas Bix. I've been hoping to get this feature on a Studebaker bailout on Riders Radio Theater for some time. Oh, Ranger it's an Doug, issue that's been Ranger ignored. Doug. I'm doing something, Slim. Ranger Doug, there's a whole bunch of people at the stage door. They're here for the auditions. What audit? Oh, to replace Joey. Yeah. Well, I guess we do need a new orchestra. Show them in, Slim. Okay, everybody, come on in here. Come on in, into the room. Uh, okay, uh, okay, uh, everybody take a number. All right, first, uh, I guess we'll just start with number one. Oh, what's me? What's me? Oh. My, my name is Miss Madge. <laughs> okay, okay, Miss Madge, we have a, a big group here, so show us what, you could, what we could expect of you if you replace Joey the Cowpolka King. Oh, all right, I've selected the entertainer. That's appropriate. Slim, this is going to be a long day. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Miss Madge. Thanks, Miss Madge. We'll we'll be in touch. Thank you, Miss Miss Madge, number two. <clears throat> yes, that would be me. That's my number. Onslow Barlick here. For my audition, I have chosen the haunting strange, the Spanish eyes. Say, so you aren't from Canada, are you? No, eh? <laughs> I, still, I feel it, it would raise the musical quality of your program, <clears throat> if I may begin. Yes, uh, Spanish Eyes by Onslow Barlick. Thanks, Mr. Barlick. I, I think we get the idea. I never thought I'd miss an accordion this much. Uh, number three. Come on up, number three. Oh, Wait a minute. Side meat, you're auditioning today? You bet your sweet biscuits oh, I am. Come on. Anybody can do what Joey did, and that double paycheck can sure come in handy. Well, all you can play is the harmonica, and all you can play is Polly Wally Doodle. Well, many's a career been built on less. <laughs> You check out MTV lately? <laughs> Okie dokie. Here goes one, two, one, two, three. Uh, Texas Bix. Texas Bix. Hey, Bix. I can do it faster. Absolutely, Ranger Doug. Well, that's all the time we have for auditions this week. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Come on, everybody. Let's go. They don't want no real musicians here. Just remember Horowitz funk funny auditions, too. He did not, side me. Yeah, well, but Horowitz couldn't cook. Joey, Whatever Joey, that means. Joey, wherefore art thou, Joey? Boys, I've got an idea. A long time ago, in a faraway place, I found a mysterious business card. Have squeeze, will travel. <laughs> Wire the lone accordion player, Hotel Yankovic, San Francisco. Wow. Boys, I'm going to send that telegram. Well, I'll lead the applause for that. Oh, 
Writers Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul derivations on Western theme number 21. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode eight of the exciting Western melodrama, Rockin' Rustlers. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the arch villain Slocum, serving time in the Tumbleweed County Jail for crimes committed in our last serial, ordered his 300-pound doofus henchman Charlie to steal a top-secret government experiment. The experiment had fallen from space and was under heavy guard at Fort Wiley, the last cavalry outpost in America. After Charlie was successful in this evil endeavor, Captain Rumproast, the commander of Fort Wiley, enlisted the aid of riders in the sky. Meanwhile, Slocum ordered Charlie to dig him an escape tunnel. And Charlie be circumspect about it. Right. <laughs> Thus it was that a short time later, deep beneath the streets of Tumbleweed City, a huge human mole angles his tunnel upwards and reaches his believed destination. <laughs> yeah. This ought to be it, right under Slocum's cell. Just use my head and crash through the floorboard. Here it goes. Hey, boss. Here's Charlie. Uh-oh. And now episode eight entitled, Charlie Knows Victoria's Secret. Ow. 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 Yes, Charlie has inadvertently come up in the dressing room of the Tumbleweed Valley Victoria's Secret during a half-price sale on imitation whalebone corsets. Without mercy, the women Ow. begin to beat Charlie over the head with the corset. Ow. Ow. I gotta get out of here. Ow! My head's stuck. Ow. It's always so. What would be a dream come true for some Ow. is a horrible nightmare for others. Ow. The women continue to beat Charlie about the head for some time, Ow. but eventually, realizing that in his case it isn't a very vulnerable spot, Ow. one of them takes a giant vase and... This sends Charlie crashing back into his tunnel and order is finally restored to Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Meanwhile, riders in the sky are slowly riding across the two cents plains when suddenly Ranger Duck calls a halt. Whoa, boys, hold up, whoa, Turbo. Whoa. Well, I'm glad somebody called a halt. Now, could somebody tell me again where in tarnation we're a-going? No side meat. I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah, me too. Not to mention thousands of faithful listeners. Slim. Thousands. Well, dozens. Dozens. Well, Sandra and Lois. That's more like it. 
Well, Sandra and Lois, we're on our way into town to check on our old nemesis, Slocum. Because if there's one thing I've learned in 114 episodes of the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way, it's that when the plot begins to boil, you'll generally find A. Swinburne Slocum stirring the pot. You got that right, Jack. Also, I think we ought to talk with High Sheriff Drywall and see if anyone spotted a 300-pound doofus anywhere in the vicinity. If you'll recall, that's how Captain Rumprose described the man who stole the top-secret government experiment. Right you are, Ranger Doug. All right, boys, come on, let's ride. Get up there, come on. Get up there. Ah. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Ranger Doug, the horses won't gallop. Now what? Oh. No come use. on, Argyle, come on. No use, Slim, no use. Horses can't gallop on the radio without melodramatic music. Oh, Great, no. at this rate, it'll be episode 13 before we can even get to town. Well, I know, we have to keep going and do the best we can. Wait, Wait a minute. What's that sound? What is it? It's... It's an accordion. Look, up there on the ridge, silhouetted against the sky. It's, it's the, the lone accordion player. He came. The melodrama is saved. Well, it might take more than an accordion player for that. Yeah, but it'll go faster anyway. Well, that's some consolation. Come on, boys, let's ride. Let's ride. Get up there, uh, uh, As the riders jubilantly gallop towards town in Tumbleweed City, the clock strikes two, and that means it's closing time at the first rational bank. Uh, did you hear that, Miss Piker? Yes, sir, Mr. Arbitrage. That means another wonderful day of banking at the First Rational Bank, where we think we know what we're doing has come to an end. Yes, a wonderful day of banking. Help me close the vault, will you, Miss Piker? Uh, there we go. Yes, oh. sir. <clears throat> oh, that should do, and wonderfully so. Yes, our customer's money is certainly secure in that vault. I should say so, Miss Piker. Why, if Lincoln's savings and loan had had one of these, they might have saved something. The walls and ceiling of this vault are a solid 48 inches thick. They are made of steel reinforced concrete capped with four inches of titanium steel. And over all that is a childproof cap of space age indestructible Kevlar plastic. This vault can literally withstand a direct nuclear attack. First Rational is a wonderful institution, Mr. Arbitrage. Yes, First Rational is a wonderful institution. I'm a wonderful institution president. And you, you're a pretty wonderful Miss Piker. Why? Thank you, sir. I, I do try. Indeed you do. Say, would you care to join me for a small banana daiquiri at Opal's Tap Room? Oh, that would be wonderful, Mr. Arbitrage. Well, let's go then. Time is money. It's happy hour till five. Two for one. I'll buy till then. It's like getting compound interest with each drink. <laughs> yes, the wonderful First Rational Bank does indeed have a vault with virtually impregnable ceiling and walls that could literally withstand a direct nuclear attack. Unfortunately, the floor is only one inch thick and is made of second-grade plywood. A pitiful defense against the hard head of a tunneling 300-pound doofus. Hey, boss, Charlie's here. Hey, what? This ain't a jail. There's nothing but stacks of money here everywhere. This is some bank vault. Hey, hey. In the vast light-year-like distances between Charlie's ears, an electrical impulse begins to search for recognition. It overloads a system not equipped for such burdensome work. Fuses blow and bulbs pop. But slowly, very slowly, in the dim recesses of Charlie's thick skull, a faint light begins to glimmer and glow, and gradually, very gradually, it dawns into an idea. Hmm. I just got ding. 
an idea. <laughs> as long as I'm here, I'll go ahead and close up my account. <laughs> There's a stack of dough for me, one for the boss, one for me, one for the boss, another one for me, another for me, another for me. Hey, this is a lot better than getting hit over the head with an imitation whalebone corsets. Okay, another one for me, and that's it. Oh, here's somebody's wallet. Might as well take it to you. I'll get out of here. I think if I go back and veer to the left, that ought to bring me up under the jail. Well, who knows? Maybe he'll get it right this time. Though as faithful listeners will no doubt surmise, the odds are very much against him. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Opal's Tap Room, Mr. Cash Arbitrage has just made a startling discovery. Good heavens, Miss Piker! I've forgotten my wallet! Oh, come on, Mr. Arbitrage. I'm not gonna fall for that one. It's not a trick, Miss Pika. <laughs> I know. I left it in the vault for safekeeping this morning and forgot to reclaim it when we locked up. Come, we must go back and get it. Uh, you pay the tab. I'll buy the next round. <laughs> okay. Wonder where your wallet will disappear next time. Quickly, Arbitrage and Miss Pika return to the bank and reopen the vault. I'm certainly glad we're not troubled with one of those time lock contraptions, not with a half hour show. There, help me open it, will you, Miss Pika? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, now I left my wallet on this cabinet right over here. Good heavens, it's gone. And so is all the money. How could this have happened? Perhaps that hole in the floor there had something to do with it, sir. Huh? Miss Piker, we've been robbed! Thus it is that later that same afternoon when Riders in the Sky finally reach town and call on the High Sheriff, they find him in a state of high anxiety. Boys, I've got a crime wave on my hands. What do you mean, Sheriff Drywall? Well, Ranger Doug, to begin with, there's a serial jelly belly dumb luck thief at work. I've had to give up on ever catching him. Why is that, Drywall? Well, all the evidence has been eat up. Well, gosh, who did that? Oh, I did. Well, let's don't get into that again, okay? What else is going on, Sheriff? Well, there's a big 300-pound peeping mole that's terrorizing the town. <laughs> first, he bored up into the ladies' dressing room at Victoria's Secret, and after that, he tunneled into the first rational bank vault, robbed all the money in it, and stole Mr. Arbitrage's wallet to boot. I'll tell you, I don't know where to begin. Well, I could make a suggestion for you, Sheriff Drywall. You sure could, Ranger I'd, Doug. <laughs> I'd say a good place to start would be to ask your prisoner, Mr. A. Swinburne Slocum, a few Sorry? questions about all this. What? Hey. All right, if you say so, Ranger Doug, but he can't be the one who's doing all this. He's not a mole, and he's locked up. Well, you're right about that, Sheriff. Good observation, but when evil is afoot, it's usually Slocum's. I see what you mean. That is a pretty good pun, too. <laughs> pretty good what? Never mind. Let's go back and talk to Slocum. Slocum, we want a word with you. Yeah, what do you want? Hello there, Slocum. Oh, it's the cowboys from Goody Goody Land. Why, you Slocum? Look here, Slocum. There's a lot of funny business going on around town. You wouldn't know anything about it, would you? No. I don't know nothing about nothing. Including grammar. Yeah, whatever's going on, it's not me doing it. Uh-huh. I'm locked up tight. Right. I'm gonna be here for 299 years with time off for good behavior. Good behavior. Right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to serve my time, whatever it is, and go straight. Go straight, right. Well, I'm going to serve my time anyway. Now beat it, and let me do it in peace. Okay, Slocum, we're going. We'll be keeping a close eye on you. Come on, boys. 
Yeah, well, it won't be hard to do, because I'll be right here. <laughs> With Slocum's laughter ringing in their ears, the riders and High Sheriff Drywall repair to his office to discuss further the mystery of the 300-pound mole that is terrorizing the town. Meanwhile, in Red the Barber's shop, a chapter is about to be added to that mystery. Well, uh, business is rather slow today. I uh, think I'm going to have to figure out some way to make it up on my next customer. My word, what's that noise coming uh, from underneath my floor? It's either the world's largest termite or... Oh, boss! Or the big, ug biggest, ugliest mole I've ever seen. Oh, where am I now? Uh, why you're poking up through a hole in the floor at Red the Barber's shop, and uh, might I ask why? Huh? Well, I came here to, uh, uh, get a haircut. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, in that case, you came to the right place. But uh, next time, use the front door, would you, Colonel? Now, climb up here in the chair. <clears throat> I can't. I'm stuck. I see. No problem. I can just bend down, and if the cord on the clippers will reach, yes, that's fine. Remove your hat. Uh, what sort of cut do we want today, asked Colonel. Huh? I've got a special on bowl cuts uh, for a quarter. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, let's put the bowl right on your head here. There you go. Mm, what's this? Imitation whalebone? Right. I thought it was. Reminds me of a Branch Ricky story, but these <laughs> bowl cuts take uh, so little time, I won't have time to tell it to you now this morning, Colonel. Well, that's some consolation. Well, how would you know? But uh, that does it. We'll just take the bowl off your head now. Well, I believe that's one of the best bowl cuts uh, I've ever given. Uh, here's a mirror. What do you think? What does Charlie see in the mirror? How will High Sheriff Drywall deal with the terror that grips his town? And what about those bowl cuts? You won't find the answers to these questions in the sporting news, but you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode nine of Rocket Rustlers, entitled The Mirror Cracked. It's close cropped hair raising cheap coiffured melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky and the lone accordion player, Eagle Eye, Jay Spell. Thank you, Texas Bix. We have a real quick classic of the West here to do. It's been requested about 15 weeks in a row by Sandra and Lois for old El Paso. Old El Paso. Its name recalls visions of daring young cowboys in danger. Old El Paso, in a desert mirage, shimmer visions of bold Texas rangers. And perfume senoritas and bright-lit cantinas and men left in wastelands to roam. And as blue shadows fall, still it calls to my heart to come home. Old El Paso, the flickering lights of the city at night gleam like embers. Old El Paso, the touch of a raven-eyed dancer so often remembered. 
Where the old Rio Grande wanders seaward as it lazily rolls Through my memory's halls as it calls to my heart to come A town that's as tough as the cowboy who knew no tomorrow. Old El Paso, a town that's as tender as Rosa, I left there in sorrow. It's the West Texas child of the cowboy in the desert alone. And a slow hoofbeat falls till it calls to my heart to come home. This is the VXU Radio Network.